Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, No Nation? It's your guy, Kelvin Hunt, editor of ChopChat.com. Built for Playmakers YouTube channel. Hope you guys are doing well. If this is your first time checking us out, welcome. Appreciate you guys giving us a shot. Um, going to be talking about the Wake Forest game in this episode. This is the one. This is the one that I wanted. Uh, obviously, you got your rivalry games with Miami and Florida, but of all the games on the uh, on the schedule, aside from those two, this is the one. And um, if you watched the uh, preseason predictions, you know, I talked about how Wake Forest was likely going to see a significant drop off based on who they lost from uh, last year's team. And that is indeed what we have seen thus far from uh, the first seven weeks. Um, Wake Forest is four and three. Very lucky to be four and three. Easily could have lost last week's game against Pitt. Should have lost last week's game against Pitt. But, you know, uh, miraculous things have, have happened uh, for certain teams this year. And that was one of those. Um, but, yeah, um, so going to get into uh, some some film breakdown. Uh, going to look at a couple of things that Wake Forest will do offensively and defensively. Uh, going to talk a little bit about how I expect the game to go and um, going to go from there. So, yeah, man. So um, if you if you can go ahead and hit that like button for me, um, you guys have been great um, the last few weeks with uh, supporting the content um, last Last episode did, did major numbers, and so really appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, hit the like button, and we're going to go ahead and jump into this without uh, wasting any more time. All right. All right. So, with Wake Forest, basically, you know, if you've seen them before, if, if you're an FSU fan, you, you know, you're familiar with what they do with the slow mesh play. Basically, you're going to have – Three things to worry about. You're going to have, you know, they're either going to do slow mesh and hand the ball off. They're going to run slow mesh and uh, try to run uh, a pass play off of that. Or they're going to do slow mesh and the quarterback's going to keep it and try to, you know, try to run uh, if he sees a lane that opens, right? So, this is this is what we're going to be dealing with, and FSU struggled to stop um, Wake Forest last year, uh, mainly because they were without Fabian Lovett there, and they had to play a bunch of young guys. Jared Verse wasn't one hundred percent; you know, he had just gotten hurt in the Louisville game, and so he had a a, a defensive front that was you know at far less than one hundred percent, and Wake Forest had a bunch of old guys on their team, similar to how Duke is this year. Uh, they had Sam Hartman, you know, who is since at Notre Dame, very experienced um, quarterback, um, experienced running backs. So a bunch of old guys. You know, we talked about that in the preseason, how once Dave Carlson lost all of that experience, you know, they want to fall back to earth. And here we are. So uh, Wake Forest's offensive line is way, way worse than it was last year. Um, they had given up. They've, they have given up 31 sacks. This season through seven games, they only gave up 38 sacks all last year through 13 games. Um, they've already allowed, um, I think, it's 61 tackles for a loss. Right. Um, so FSU should should 
do well uh, in the trenches in this game. So uh, we're going to go ahead and roll this clip, and you'll see. That's pretty much as a handoff. Um, they didn't do slow mesh there, um, but you'll see that Clemson – Clemson set the edge there and held them to like a three-yard gain. So you'll see that every now and then just to, you know, kind of catch guys off guard and whatnot. So here, I think this is the one where the quarterback scrambles. So you see how he rides them there. He sees the opening. Ride, ride, ride. He's looking, he's looking, he's looking. Oh, there's a there's a gap. And he scrambles for a game. So this is, you know, this is and, and you see, you see how uh Wake Forest is 54 has this guy. You know, he's he's turned him, he's open. There's there's a hole there. Uh linebacker comes down and fills the gap there. So it's you know, it's one on one. And uh looks like the running back chipped him. Let me see. Yeah. Running back saves him, saves the quarterback there. Otherwise, he would have gotten splashed. And that happened quite a bit in this game. Clemson, Clemson, they lived in the backfield in this game. Uh, it was more so the offense for Clemson turning the ball over, which is customary for their offense this year and why they didn't beat Wake Forest like a drum. Um, this was the game where I was at the FSU game in tally, and I remember after the game seeing the score at 17-12 at the end, and I was like, what in the world? How How is that possible? So, so yeah, so you got so you got some of that. Here's the, here's the, the slow mesh uh, deep shot play. So see, he's riding and riding and riding, him, and he's he's gonna look at this guy right here. He's gonna he sees that he has him one on one, and they know this guy here is gonna come and clear out here. And so he's gonna try to lead him down the field there. You know, so that's a play. That's a play that um, FSU those one on ones last year they lost like ninety percent of the time. I mean, I, it was so frustrating that FSU had, you know, DBs in position to make plays or to knock the pass away. And Wake Forest had um, some very experienced guys, some NFL guys at receiver, and they just made a play. Um, that is not the case this year. Matter of fact, uh, Wake Forest has lost two of their top guys. One of them, they got, got injured before the season even started. And so, um, you know, they're down two of their top guys at receiver. Um, I had a tweet earlier this week well, I talked about how FSU had only allowed three touchdown passes all season. Um, none of them have come uh, against the first team starting defense. And when I say that, I mean uh, one was against LSU when the backups were in uh, the, the last you know touchdown they scored. The other two came when Akeem Denton was out against Boston College and Clemson. Um, pretty much teams were picking on Kevin Knowles. So, uh, you know, secondary is definitely no fly zone, DBU back in the building. Um, so, you know, I don't think that Wake Forest should be able to do much um, in the in the passing game here against FSU, especially if the defensive line can get some pressure on the uh, on the quarterback. But th those are the type of things they want to try to create, though, those one-on-ones. Get a shot play or or you know pick up a, a 
a defensive pass interference call. Uh, we saw that a couple of times last year too. And, and the game's at wake. So you go ahead and get ready. You're gonna, you're probably gonna have a couple calls go against you. Just go ahead and accept it. You know, um, it's it's wake far. So uh, a, a very disciplined team, so to speak. Um, this particular play, um, they uh, Wake Forest tries to get the edge again, and you'll see Clemson assist the edge. So look, this play, this play is reminiscent of last week against Duke. Um, FSU didn't set the edge, and you saw what happened. Plus, there was a whole bunch of holding. You know, I pointed those out in the last video. Um, but watch how they just spilled this, and the running back keeps looking for a lane, keeps looking for a lane, and there's really just nothing. Um, he does a good job of, of falling forward for a yard, but yeah, that's how you got to play that man. And Wake Forest, you know, their their backs aren't as good as what Duke has. Yeah. So, all right. So going to so that's what you got to look for on Wake Forest's offense. Slow mesh, you know. Up the gut, off tackle, um, slow mesh, quarterback, design run, scramble if he sees an opening, slow mesh to, um, you know, a one-on-one -on -one target downfield. That's that's pretty much their offense. Now, defensively, the defense for Wake Forest is their best unit. Um, they are a top 50 unit. And um, if you listen to Dave Clawson's press conference this week, um, he noted that FSU was one of the most explosive teams. He also noted how Duke played um, FSU, basically trying to prevent the explosive plays, making FSU execute down the field. And I would assume you're probably going to see that approach from um, Wake Forest. Um, here you see they have, uh, you know, against Clemson. And Clemson doesn't have the receivers that FSU has. Um, you know, they have their their two safeties back here, two linebackers, their DBs over here. Um, but watch, this is a third and two play. Watch how hard these linebackers trigger downfield. Okay. And this is gonna come into play later in another clip. But they 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 are aggressive in the run game and they're pretty good against the run. They they only allow like three, three point some yards per per carry. Um on the season. So watch how watch how this guy in particular shoots to get. Yeah, that's short stocky little guy just, just shoots the gap and runs it down from behind. So this is a game where uh, they shut Trey Benson down last year. I think Trey Benson had like 20 yards. And they, but this was also before Benson was still really comfortable in the offense. And, you know, before he went on those string of just crazy games of 100, you know, yard rushing or rushing yards, excuse me. But they fly, they fly to the ball so aggressively, you know, they would be the type of defense that would make Benson, you know, stop and go and slow him down. Um, I think this is going to be if they have any success in the run game where uh, Rodney Hill or I would love to see Kasai Holmes 
uh, in this one. I think I think their running style would be better suited to attack what Wake Forest tries to do. Okay, so we're going to move over to this one. So this is something I noticed, especially in the red zone. If Jordan Travis wanted to run in this game, they probably won't run him. They probably won't need to run him. Uh, most of the damage that teams do against Wake Forest is through the air. But Wake Forest, their ends are when, – whenever whenever they are in condensed spaces, they, they crash down. They crash hard. Watch how hard this guy crashes and Klebnik just keeps the read and walks into the end zone. Look at that, bro. That's that, – he didn't even <laughs> – I mean, I don't know what he was thinking about. I guess he was thinking he he could have been thinking that he could have been thinking that this this guy here was gonna come and fill that fill that gap, and that may that now that may have been possible. I don't know what the play call was, but you know he crashes down all slow, and this you know just it's just a walk into the end zone. But again, even still, if this guy crashes hard like that, and it's still a one on one with Jordan Travis and you take that, you know, any, any day of the week, I like my chances with Jordan to beat that guy in space. So something to look for in a red zone, uh, just in case they have to pull it out. All right. So, you know, how I talked about the linebackers just being aggressive and coming downhill. This is another instance where they're, like they did against Duke, you know, FSU made a lot of plays in the middle of the field. Here you you see they're playing, they're playing off coverage, got two safeties deep, and you're going to have these two guys here. Klubnik actually probably throws it to the wrong guy. He completes the pass, uh, but it's short of the first down, whereas if he did hit this guy here, and you'll see this guy's frustrated at the end of this play. He just throws his hands up like, bro, like I was wide the hell open. Watch this play. Watch these linebackers, and then watch these receivers come and fill this gap or this, this void. To start this second half, now Klubnik to throw. Goes to his progression. Receiver fell down, but he was still to start. The so this guy. This second half now, club So look at ten, ten right here. His hands up. So this guy, he fell. Now if he hadn't, if he hadn't fallen, you know, he probably would have caught the ball. You got this guy coming across. So three guys are right here in this board, wide open. But you probably want to hit this guy, and he would have gotten the first down. Throw goes to his progression. Receiver fell. So down, you got that. You got that all day against Wake Forest. Half, now club to throw. Goes to his progression receiver fell all day down, long. If you want, Jaheim Bell should have another monster game. Now Klubnik to throw. Um, Goes to his progression. Whoever's in the slot down, should have a monster game. To start this I, I like the I like throw. the running backs to have another to monster game. Like Tor Philly, uh, their linebackers can't they can't hang half. with uh, FSU's running backs. Goes to his progression receiver fell down. So this is a this should be a game that Jordan Travis throws for. Quite a bit of yardage, I would think. Um, Wake Forest has allowed 300 passing yards in the last two games uh, against Virginia Tech, and we know that Virginia Tech's quarterback can't really throw it. And then Pitt's, Pitt is playing a backup guy since Dirkovich is not the quarterback anymore. So both guys threw for 300. So Jordan Travis should, 
you know, he should have a field day out there. So um, here, um, now Wake Forest is a multiple on on defense. Sometimes you see them in a four down front. Sometimes they'll get they'll go to a, a three three five. Um, and this particular play, um, I think this guy drops. Let me see. I can't remember. So no, they rush. They rush four. But you see these guys pull, and they are able to open up a gap. So this is something that FSU does well also. And Shipley, he he hit another run right behind this one, almost the exact same play. But if you see, if we see, if we see Wake Forest um, going that three three five stack, um, attacking them on the edge, like you saw FSU do against Syracuse. Um, that's that's going to be there all day. Um, so pay attention to, to if you see uh, Wake Forest rushing three and dropping eight, you could you could see Jordan Travis checking to a run, uh, depending on what the the down the distance is. Um, but yeah, but um, FSU's offensive line is banged up, so you know this is a game though that they still should be able to um, create some. Some opportunities, you know, Wake Forest isn't deep. So, you know, even if they don't have much success in the running game early, you should see an encore of what we saw against Duke where, um, you know, you just kind of wear, wear the smaller team down late and, um, you know, just basically impose your will. Um, in this particular game, like I said, I think, you know, they're going to try to run the ball. Wake Forest is going to try to run the ball, keep the clock going, um, slow the game down. Um, although they, although they do run a lot of plays, um, but they run the ball a lot too. So that, the clock's going to be running. Like I said, on defense, you know they're going to try to make FSU execute. Um, you know, double-digit play drives down the field. Um, that's something that we've seen FSU, you know, be able to do a bit more over the last two weeks. So uh, you've seen more teams, you know, play play two guys, two safeties back. And try to prevent those explosive plays, because that, frankly, that's something that FSU has struggled with um, over the first, you know, over the first few weeks in the season. You know, um, they were forcing the ball deep to Keon and Johnny Wilson, and um, you know, prayers out to uh, Johnny Wilson. Um, I doubt he'll play this week. I don't think he should play. I think they should hold him out into the Miami game. But um, Johnny Wilson um, not being available is kind of unlocked that intermediate game um, that Jordan Travis had down Pat last year. And I mean, whenever, whenever he's taken, you know, those intermediate routes and they got the running game going, I mean, then it's really, that's what I thought we would have seen um, all year um, from the FSU offense. I was thinking, you know, everybody before the season was talking about how this should, you know, this should be an elite offense and it is in a lot of respects. But then, too, with them forcing the ball um, deep earlier in the season, um, that 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 made them um, um, get into a lot of situations where they were second and 11, you know, third and eight, third and 11. And it's hard to consistently convert um, those third down opportunities. I don't I don't care how good your offense is. Um, but over the last few weeks, um, especially since the bye week, we've seen FSU um, become a bit more efficient. Um, have more success on early downs and 
uh, make those third down conversions a bit more manageable. Although even in the first half against Duke um, on that first scoring drive, I mean, Jordan Travis converted some some major plays. I mean, it was like third and 11. There was a second and 20 where he hit John B- Jaheim Bell, excuse me, over the middle uh, for a first down. Um, he hit um, Kyle Morlock for a 22-yard game, I think it was. So um, there's still some stuff to clean up, but um, I think that's what we're going to see from uh, FSU this week. Uh, that's what we're going to have to see from FSU this week, um, just more efficiency, um, and executing long drives unless Wake Forest turns the ball over. That is something they have done a tremendous amount this year. Um, they have turned the ball over, uh, I think it's 11 times, uh, multiple fumbles, multiple interceptions, and um, FSU has forced a turnover in every game this year, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we can get some short, fields and take advantage of that and go ahead and score and get up early on these guys and um, get some get some younger guys in there in this game and uh, let the let the um, the starters rest and um, you know go from there um, also um, Wake Forest's offense is just talking in general here Wake Forest's offense is is awful in the red zone they only score touchdowns I think it's 37 percent of the time um, like I said, they just don't have the talent uh, in the trenches to move guys off the ball. You know, they don't have the talent uh, at, at wide receiver. You know, th- if they get down there and score, it's probably going to be some type of trickery of, of some sorts or just a busted play where, you know, somebody's wide open or whatever. Or, you know, it could be they get on the two-yard line and, you know, somehow get it in or whatever. But, you know, if they're if they're on the 20 and then trying to go from there to, to score a touchdown, it's going to be pretty difficult. For them to find some success um so uh, i man i know um stats wise jared verse has been um quiet he's played a great season he's had a great season so far this you know if you if you're a casual guy and you're looking at the stats the stats don't necessarily look like that but the guy's getting double and triple team every week this could be a game that jared verse um breaks out and has a couple sacks um, especially if uh, fsu is able to get up early and um, you know, force Wake Forest to start putting the ball in the air a bit more than they want to. Um, so look for um, Jared Verse to to eat in this game. Um, you know, I like to see um, uh, Fabian Lovett, Joshua Farmer, um, you know, eat up that mesh play. Um, I think it was my guy Grillmaster95. I had a question uh, on the community board. By the way, guys, make sure y'all start checking out that community board because um, I, I post stuff in there, just um, stats, some videos, um, you know, stuff that I'm, I, I don't want to write a whole article on on chopchat.com. So sometimes I'll just post stuff in the community board. So make sure you check that out for some other content if I don't have any videos um, popping. But yeah, Grillmaster95 was like, um, how is Wake Forest going to do with a slow mesh um, this season against FSU? And uh, I mean, they should they should struggle um, in this in this matchup. Like I said, their offensive line has regressed significantly, and um, FSU's defensive line is you know much better and has much better depth than they had last year. So um, uh, you know it is it is a twelve o'clock kickoff in Winston Salem. I live two hours from Winston. I've been there. It is it is a game they're going to have to get themselves up for. Um, you know, you, you might have more FSU fans there than Wake Forest fans. And um, but this is one I want, man. Uh, 
those Wake Forest fans that were talking all that smack in the preseason when FSU was talking about leaving the conference and Wake Forest was talking about how, you know, they've been better than FSU over the past, you know, few years and they've beaten FSU three times in a row and uh, how they have the fastest growing brand in the ACC. Bruh. <laughs> I, when 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 that when their ad posted that on social media i was like by what metric are we talking about i'm like there is no metric on earth that would support that and it's almost like he was like you know what man i'm just gonna put that lie out there just because i can and here we are seven seven games into the season and way far as ain't been thought about i mean they ain't been in any any games worth noting um people are going to watch this game because they're playing the fsu um you know so man those wake forest fans were talking cash money junk oh my goodness um but this is where fsu uh, puts those little guys in their place um you know it's it's like an analogy where you got you know the big brother and um the little, you know, there's like a 15 uh, year gap between the big brother and the little brother and the little brother comes by and he wants to hit the big brother in the back of the head and, you know, wants to jump on his back and all that good stuff. And then, you know, the big brother's like, man, you know, whatever, I don't really care. I'm not interested in playing with you, you know, whatever. And then after a little while, you know, the little brother gets annoying and the big brother just, you know, just, just smacks, smacks that joker, man, and gets him on up out of there. You know that's that's what's going to happen on Saturday, and um, everything's going to be restored to its rightful order. And um, you know, I think um, Dave Clawson has done a, a a really good job at Wake Forest, but I think he probably is peaked um, in what he's going to do there. He had a like I said before the season, he's had a lot of favorable things to help him reach the level that he reached with the Wake Forest. Um, but again, credit to him and, you know, in doing that, taking advantage of, of those situations. But uh, it's going to be pretty difficult for him to to get them back up to where they were over the last few years. Um, FSU um, has gotten their act together. They're playing big boy football. Um, Miami seems to be in a better place than where they were. Um, Clemson looks to be free falling a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see. How they finish this season? They still have games against Notre Dame and North Carolina, so that's going to be interesting. They they could they could really finish with like five losses. That's tough. That's tough, man. So um, yeah, so Wake Forest is going to be relegated back to back to back to the slums um, where they belong, and um, you know. Whenever FSU leaves the ACC, which will probably be in a couple of years, if not before, you know, they'll be stuck in purgatory and, um, you know, who knows? They they probably won't even receive an invite to the Big 12 or anywhere like that. So, um, you know, shout out to Wake Forest and those two fans that um, that root for them online. Um, after the game, you know, I'm going to get online and pull my bookmarks and laugh, delete them. And keep it moving because I don't want them to think that, you know, this is a game that was our Super Bowl or anything like that. It's basically an example of, hey, you're going to get this work like you're supposed to. You know, we're playing for real now. This is, you know, this is uh, this is big boy football. And um, 
put you in your place, and we're going to go from there. Uh, keep the, keep this undefeated season going. Um, go on the road and handle Pitt next week. And, um, you know, then get ready to give Miami that loss. And speaking of Miami, um, I'm going to speak on them real quick. Um, Miami fans have been talking real reckless, which what what else is new, right? What else is new? Um, but again, like usual, there there's a lot of um, false confidence from from where they are right now. Uh, they you know they easily could have lost against Clemson last week. Um, Clemson pretty much beat themselves against Miami the same way that they beat themselves against Duke. Um, multiple turnovers. And um, Clemson's offense, even even if TVD comes back, I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me. If Miami's offense, even if TVD comes back, they are not the offense that they think they are. Um, I mean, they haven't played they haven't played anybody really um, aside from Clemson. And um, you know, it took them it took them overtime to score you know 20, 20 some odd point twenty six points or whatever, and had seventeen in regulation. So. Uh, it was with a backup quarterback, but TVD is nothing. TVD is nothing special. Um, I, I like our chances whether he plays or not. If he doesn't play, it's definitely a dub. Um, if he plays, it's still going to be a dub. And um, defensively, Miami's only played two teams that have an offense ranked in the top twenty. That's Texas A and M, and that's North Carolina. And both of those teams dropped thirty plus points on Miami. FSU's offense is ranked number 12 by FEI standards. They're going to drop 30-plus on Miami. I don't think Miami's offense is going to score 30-plus on us. Matter of fact, FSU hasn't allowed more than 24 points all season, and that was against Clemson, and that was when they had Akeem Dent missing, and you know we had number three out there getting getting abused. And so when FSU's had their guys out there, um, the starting guys out there, hey, man, they, they're tough. They're tough. Um, I don't think Miami has the guys to take advantage of um, the weaknesses that FSU has. Um, I don't they, – they got a good running back and a good O-line, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I don't think it's going to be enough. So let them, let them, you know, play Virginia this week and hopefully Mario don't cough up another win and um i don't know who they have after that but you know um, basically you know in two weeks you know we'll go ahead and, and and show those boys what's up and then from there it's take care of north alabama and then take care of florida and the swamp and then we're going to the college football playoffs baby yes sir but yeah so wake wake forest fsu fsu should handle these guys um i'm going with a score of um 37-13. Um, see FSU probably probably be a little closer than you you think early on, but I think FSU will probably break away uh, before I have time, and then go ahead and put it on in the second half. So hopefully that's the case. Hopefully some backups get into play, and uh, the starters can rest and um, get out of there healthy, and on to the next one. So um, if you can go ahead and hit that like button if you haven't, and um, again appreciate the support. And um, until next time, go Knowles. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.